Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on this 130 podcast. And we're actually going to entitle today's uh, The Trial. And uh, so today, you know, Stephanie and I are on the phone away from each other. We're just looking at, we're going to try to go through uh, verses number 6 through 12 of the book of Job. And, and there's so much going on here. And I, I appreciate Stephanie's attitude and the way she dealt with yesterday with these trials. I knew Job was going to be the hardest thing ever on Stephanie. And especially, I call her Job Lean just because all the trials she's been through. And, and folks, I know that some of you listening to our voice have been through great trials. I know some of you listening to my voice have have uh, helped people through great trials, have have seen those terrible things, have been through those terrible things, have, have lived them. And, and that's why we're continuing on with Job. And our idea is, and our prayer and pray with us, is that we do this whole book of Job uh, continuously over the next few months. So, And there's so much we can learn every day from these verses. So we'll just see where God takes us. But with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, how are you this morning? I am rejoicing in the Lord. We're back to that Philippians answer, and I like that. You know that? Well, because it kind of goes with Job, too. Well, Because I'm thinking of the Ron Hamilton song. Yeah. I could not see through the shadows ahead. Mm -hmm. So I went, what did he say? So I kneeled at the cross or I went to the cross? So I went to the cross of my Savior and said, but I was thinking of the part that says, for when I am tried and purified. And I shall come forth as as gold. Wow. You know what, folks? We're giving you a song recommendation right here. Uh, after our album, you know, after the after the album <laughs> Steadfast and Trials, uh, the next one would be You Want to Hear Rejoice in the Lord from Ron Hamilton. And then Anything by the Herbsters. I like the Herbster stuff, too. But Amen. anyway, here we are. It, you see that? We threw something oh, out there for the Herbsters. We gave them an advertisement. Right. But let's go in to In Faith verse. I Follow. That's a total oh. joke song. Wow. You know what? I love that song. Man, I wish I could sing like the Herbsters, you know. And uh, <laughs> the only thing I know is you can play piano like the Herbsters. So we got half the duo. Uh, we just got to look around for somebody who can sing like the Herbsters. All right, but here That's we are. Right. We're on verse 6, and it says maybe even a Herbster. Who knows? But here in verse 6 it says, <laughs> Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Now, let me tell you, I am freaked out by verse 6, Stephanie. Uh, Satan came with them. He was among them. You know, uh, Satan freaks me out. I mean, you see that verse, what are you thinking? I think it's kind of an amazing thing that, you know, we have Satan who is literally the, the, the guy who shook his fist, you know, the cherubim who shook his fist in God's face to God of the heaven or, you know, remove. I mean, he was the, he was the angel that one of the angels around the throne. He was the, he was in charge of the music, Lucifer. He was like the bright morning star angel and he rebelled against God. He did. And then to think that God still lets him come before himself to present himself. Wow. It's like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and then seven. 
<laughs> Look at verse 7. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. So we got to understand what Satan's doing. He's on the earth going to and fro, Stephanie. He's he's yeah. here. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, and I think it's... We don't know where Satan is at any given time. There's times I could guess. Like right now, I could take some guesses of where Satan is yeah. hanging out. But, wow, to know he's always somewhere walking around in this world trying to stir up trouble. Freaks me out. And I got to tell you, you know, we can take that a step farther. And we, I need to say this as a, as a, I'm not a theologian, but as the preacher here who stayed in school way too long, uh, that Satan has none of the characteristics or none of the special characteristics. He's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. He's not uh, omniscient. So in other words, he's not all-powerful. He's not everywhere. He's not all-knowing. You know, those types of traits yeah. that only God has, Satan does not share. So we just need to put that out there to those of you listening. you got to understand, Satan's ubiquitous. You know, he's everywhere. He, mm-hmm. uh, You know, the media obviously will portray things of, of Satan in Hollywood and London or wherever they're making well, the production. I'm thinking well, the media is might, there might be some controlling going on there too. Yeah. And, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, he, I think he controls the media. I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you there. And then if you look at verse eight and this gets sticky, what, what Stephanie and I are probably going to do is read down to 12, just going back and forth quickly and then talk about each one. And the Lord said unto Satan, has thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. Did I get that right that time, Stephanie? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all he have on every side? That, uh, thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But, Put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and all he cursed thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of God. So this is what we know, Stephanie, and this is some weird stuff to know. Satan shows up, and Job is the best guy ever. And God says that. God speaks right up and says, hey, Job is great. He's an upright guy. He feareth me. He runs from evil. He, you know, he's given, remember those first five verses? He's, he's doing burnt offerings for his kids. He's doing the right thing. He's, he's making everything happen. And, 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 then, and then Satan said in verse 9, Stephanie, and verse 9 kind of freaks me out. He says, does Job fear God for naught? What's that saying to you there? I think that Satan is wanting to almost accuse God here of not being trustworthy and of not being true to his servants. Yeah. And almost he's wanting to cheapen the fear of God. And that's what we see throughout scripture. Satan's trying to constantly get people to doubt God, trying to doubt that he really is who he says he is that um like with adam and eve you know half god really said or whatever and 
here it's like Satan is trying to smack God in the face. Yeah, with his own thing. Yeah, it's almost terrifying to even read it because it's like, oh my goodness, you know, this is so... But I really, that's when I read this, it's literally like he's trying to verbally slap God. And... He's saying, I don't know why Job, Job fears you. You know, you're just, you know, he doesn't really care for you. And um, the only reason, as we'll see in verse 10, it's like the only reason he really loves you is because, you know, you're spoiling. That's pretty much what, what Satan is trying to slap God with, is that Job's a spoiled, you just spoiled him. He's a spoiled child. That's the only reason that he, quote unquote, fears you. Yeah, does he fear you for everything? Does he fear you for not? Yeah. Is there nothing he doesn't fear you for? And I mean, he's really getting in his face right there. Oh, he is. It's uh, terrifying. And, uh, and but you know, you know what verse just came to mind? I mean, I was sitting here and well, while you were talking, I was listening, but I, I, I quickly turned my Bible to First Peter 5, 8, just to remind people that the devil is to and fro. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a warring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You know, in London, the electricity went off, and in London, the subway stopped. There was no noise back in the 50s. There was, there was nothing. And uh, I read in a book, a commentary about the book of Peter, of First Peter, that they could hear a roaring lion in the zoo. He was so upset, a full-size lion, that they could hear that lion seven miles away. And so wow. if you look at this verse, be sober. And, you know, the idea there is to have your head screwed on right, to know the Word of God, to uh, treat this with all intentionality, to treat this with 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 all wisdom to treat this with with everything it's saying be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil we got to remember the devil's our adversary he's on the opposite side of god and he's walking uh -huh. he's loud about it in this verse stephanie he's seven miles bold about it and that's what i yeah. think is going on over here in the book of job is the boldness of the devil and, and god's allowing this for you and i today He's allowing this for the yeah. people listening to this today. He's allowing this, but we need to be sober. We need to be vigilant that, uh, you know, listen, the devil wants to take us out. He, if he can't have our soul. So, uh, folks, if, if you're not saved out there, the devil still has your soul. You've already, by not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've made a vote for Satan here. That's just the reality of it. And um, so if the devil, uh, if you're not saved, the devil has your soul. If you are saved, and I would hope a majority of those listening to, us, listening to us today are saved. If you are saved, the devil wants our testimony. And that's what he wants yeah. with Job here. He wants Job to curse God. He wants Job to uh, just, you know, to have a terrible testimony with God. He wants us to do that, folks. And the relationship here, even though it's thousands of years later, it's one of the oldest books in the Bible, but, but the relationship here with, with, with me, uh, the relationship here with you, is devil still wants our testimony. The devil wants it. He wants to ruin our lives. He wants our testimony. He, he, he wants to know if we're all in for God. And uh, that question yeah. there in verse 9 that I just asked Stephanie, does Job fear God for naught? And, I mean, that's literally saying for everything. Is there nothing there that Job wouldn't fear God for? 
And then in verse 10, Stephanie, as you get over there, it says, has not thou made a hedge about him? And so he said, the, the devil saying, God, haven't you put a hedge of protection around him and around his house and, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou has blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So you know what I'm learning here, Stephanie, when we're right with God? You know what God does? He puts a hedge of protection around us. When we're, you yeah. know, when we're giving him Christ in our stead as our offering, offering when, we're, uh, when we're praying for our kids, when we're praying for ourselves, he's put a hedge of protection around us. I mean, is that what you're seeing there? Yeah, I see it here too. If this makes any sense at all, and I could be whacked out on this, so if I am, tell me, because we didn't really talk through this ahead. But I see that almost like Satan is Satan is almost jealous of Job. Mm. It's like Job's happy, Joy's, Job's content. Job has the joy of the Lord as his strength, and joy, Job is fulfilled. And that makes Satan really ticked. It's literally like Satan's coming to God whining like a child who hasn't gotten his way. And yeah, Job's got all this, it. but you don't. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's like, and Satan, that's why Satan hates God, because Satan chose to shake his fist in God's face and yeah. rebel. Yeah. There's no joy in rebellion, ever, for any human being. They, they and I, I mean, I've seen people who, instead of repenting from the rebellion, choose to attack people that live joy-filled, God-blessed lives, and I believe that you know, we see this happen in our own day and age over and over again. And I believe as children of God, we're going to see this kind of thing continue to happen because we deal with an enemy who hates us. And that's the bottom line here is um, we do, I'll never understand why God brings Job up to Satan, why God even you know, why he throws Job's name out there. Um, and that kind of terrifies me. It's like, God, please, please don't use me in any daring um, testing thing with the devil. That just kind of freaks me out. But we know that everything God does is good and is right. And we see this hatred for Job. We know Satan hates God. That's obvious. Everybody knows that. But we see here a window of how much Satan hates God's people. And, I mean, it's just flowing out of him here of, you blessed him. And the only reason he likes you and the only reason he fears you is because you've spoiled him rotten. I mean, that's pretty much what Satan is saying to him and says, you know, if you if you t treat him bad at all, yeah. he's going to curse you to your face. And it's just yeah. like... Whoa. And I think that that's when I come away from this. It's God wants us to know how much Satan hates us he, or he wouldn't have put this in here. Exactly. Um, it just, it, he make it's very black and white. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that he is our enemy. Yeah, exactly. I think what you've, uh, uh, just bringing that up that, that Satan's jealous. Uh, I mean, here we are talking about the, you know, he's an upright man. Everything went well. He's given everything his hands touched have turned into gold. We see that in, in Joseph. We we see that in the life of Joseph. And, and we see those things going on. And I believe you're absolutely right there. And then verse 11, it says, But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, 
and he will curse thee to thy face. And uh. wow. I mean, look at the challenge there. I mean, look at that challenge, Stephanie. I mean, what do you think of that? It's a dare. That's right. That's where I see it being is Satan is daring God. Yeah. And he's daring Job too. Job just doesn't know it. Yeah. And Job doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Job doesn't know what's coming. He has no clue it's what's not, coming. It's not there yet. But, yeah. but Satan is daring. He's, this is a dare. And that's, that's frightful um, to me in a sense. Um, but that, again, Satan absolutely hated Job as much as he hated God. Because Job was representing everything of who God is yeah. here on earth. And that is why Satan, if, if Job had been living in sin, if Job had been a mediocre, lukewarm Christian who was more than content to live in his little bubble and be a good little Christian, I don't think Satan would have cared. The reason Satan hated Job is because he was perfect, upright, one who feared God and eschewed evil. That's why Satan hated Job. Yeah, but here's the good news, and I want to say this again. Job comes out of this really well. So he we does. don't want people thinking, you know, what? part of the problem is if you're not a big Bible reader or you're just getting saved and you haven't heard about Job, that as we go through this, at times Stephanie and I are going to remind you that it finishes well. It's okay. Yes. It, it's well, okay to go I to the say. end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's okay to go to the end of the book and say, hey, you know, this turns out okay. Everything's everything's working out. And, and we're coming up, you know, today's still a good day. We're only going to verse 12. You know, there's catastrophic losses and stuff coming up with verse 13. Um, but, you know, Job, like you said, you know, at this point, Job doesn't know what's going on. You know, Job's sitting there doing his thing. He's you know, the burnt sacrifices are going on. The kids are hanging out. They're having the daughters over. They're, you know, they're chopping up some of these ox and having some prime rib and some filet mignon. I mean, everything's going good. Life is beyond copacetic. It's perfect. God is blessing them. Everything Job's hands touches is a blessing, which includes his kids. And uh, and then we come to verse 12, Stephanie, and there there's a lot going on here. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in my power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So God's saying everything is in thy power. And, uh, you know, only upon himself. So God is clear here, Stephanie, that he's in control of this. He's allowing yeah. it to happen. But never forget that God is always in control. When we're in our deepest, darkest trial, when we're in that pit, when we can't see the top of the pit, when we can't get to where we're going, when we can't move on from that place in life, we got to remember that God is in control. God is in control when the bad things come. God is in control uh, in the terrible of terribles. And in Stephanie's song, Stephanie, that song we wrote uh, about you and dear Charles' life, and uh, I know that God was there that day. God is with Job through this. God is with us through the trials. And I mean, does that help, Stephanie, knowing that God is with us? Yeah, I don't think there's any other way you would get through the trials of life but knowing that the Lord is there with you in the midst of them. And um, we'll come to the verses later in Job, but um, where Job talks about where he was looking for God. 
he was searching for him in the midst of his grief and in the midst of the trauma and the pain physically, emotionally, mentally, all of the pain. And we know Satan was bombarding his thought life with temptations to curse God. And that was the whole point of this whole thing was Satan trying to get him to curse God. So we know Job was dealing with, I mean, you talk about spiritual warfare. Job was dealing with this on an intense level. And Job was searching for the Lord. He was seeking God and says, I can't see him. I've looked behind me and he's not there. You know, Job doesn't see God anywhere he looks. But then he says, but he knoweth the way that I take. Wow. And, And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So Job, even in that darkness of not even seeing God, and Job was trying to look through the eye of faith because obviously there, even through the eye of faith, Job couldn't see God. And yet through the eye of faith, he chose to believe that God was there with it with him in the midst of that fire, in the midst of that, that refining process. Yeah. And that's powerful. It is. And, and, and I mean, it, it speaks, uh, it speaks to what everybody who can hear this is coming across their airways right now everybody can hear this it speaks to you that god is with you in that dark place god never leaves you he's with you he's all in and i know we hear some birds tweeting we got to be up front with you with what's going on around here we have had so much devil trying to mess with us that we stephanie's had to move out of her usual podcast place in three different occasions through this podcast and she ended up outside trying to get away from birds <laughs> trying to <laughs> we, we've had to restart this podcast in about five different places uh, but listen it's because god wants you to know and the devil doesn't want you to know that god is with you through the trials god is with you through your ptsd god is with you through your hurting hearts god is with you when things are upside down god is with you right now friends if you're in that low dark pit god is with you and i mean uh, stephanie you're in cameroon i mean everything's upside down you're trying to get out with your kids did did you have to remind yourself and i know we only got a couple i hate that i'm giving you this with only a couple minutes left but how did you tell yourself how did you remind yourself did you have to remind yourself that hey god is with me i mean what what's going on there yes um i think that's where you come to that point of and i you have god's grace god's grace is there in a way that i can never explain in those situations but yes i remember um going on our way back from the capital, um, Bamenda, uh, the big major city um, where we had taken Charles, where he was pronounced dead and everything, and headed back to the village. And determining then, not that I hadn't determined it before, but determining then that, yes, God, I will trust you because I have eight children that need to trust you. And when I look at Job, I see someone who he didn't even know. He had no idea that he was going to be an example for thousands of years to Christians and believers going through trials. He had no clue. Yeah. But he said, God, I'm going to trust you. And he made a choice. And trusting God is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's something that 
Job, when Job couldn't see God anywhere, he made a choice to trust him because there was no feelings involved at that point. The only feeling Job had at that point was hopelessness. But he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And coming to that point of completely flinging ourselves on the Lord and his mercy and saying, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you've allowed this. And um, God had brought me to that point many times in small, much, much smaller ways before Charles was killed. And then when Charles was killed and then when the tumors, you know, it's been like so many things when I look back that it's like God is constantly saying, are you just going to trust me? Will you trust me for this? You trusted me for the last thing. Are you going to trust me for this? And he says that to me every day. Are you going to trust me for those things that are overwhelming your thoughts um, of, you know, I tend to be. Um, struggle with being optimistic in certain realms of life now. And um, God says, are you going to trust me? And Mm. I think Job is there to teach us that, that we can trust God and know that he is faithful and he is good. And there we are, folks. God can be trusted. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a preview on what's coming next Monday and how we continue on is, hey, listen, God wins. He wins. He's got the victory throughout this book. Those of you who've accepted Jesus Christ and made him your Lord and Master, you win. And uh, we can't wait to go through the rest of the book of Job with you. And we're so thankful that you allowed us in your airways today. Uh, uh, Please, please stop by and see us on Helpful Wounded Spirits or drop us a note on our personal pages. We love getting your notes. We started counseling with two more people this week from this podcast. Thanks for listening to us today. We're excited to let you know about a special broadcast. This Saturday, August 22nd, we, as you know, we usually run Monday through Friday. But this Saturday, at the request of some of you, we're going to go ahead and ear a special broadcast, which is called Doug's Testimony, My Testimony. So please make sure you listen in Saturday. Uh, it'll be out there early Saturday morning. And uh, thank you so much for being part of this podcast and being part of our family. May God bless you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.